Teammate Radio is brought to you by Peaceful Warriors and Teammate Children's Stories, available on Amazon. We are Peaceful If you've been alive for very long, then you already know one absolute true aspect of life. Life is not always pretty. Just like me. I'm not always pretty, right? And life is not always pretty either. Expecting life to be pretty sunshine and rainbows and feel good all the time is having an expectation of what life should feel like, which is going to do nothing but set yourself up for disappointment and, you know, even more suffering that compounds on, on top of the already tough situation or bad situation or whatever it is that's going on. So we've been talking in here about happiness a lot and the keys to happiness. As you guys come on, if you're live with us, make sure you leave a comment, share, let us know what you're thinking. But today we're talking about patience. Patience is one of those words that we deal with in all age groups. It's very commonly thought to mean to wait, but that's not at all what patience means. I don't know if any of you guys have ever looked up the word patience, but patience is actually your ability to accept or tolerate suffering without getting angry, without getting upset. It's the ability to endure difficult circumstances. Patience involves perseverance and tolerance without responding to provocation and disrespect and anger. It requires acceptance under strain, especially faced with long-term difficulties. These are all parts of the definitions of patience. Now, most of us think of it as just to wait because that's how we were taught as kids. We were always told, wait patiently, wait patiently. You need to be patient. And it always adjusted to waiting. Now, waiting is an awesome way to show or demonstrate your patience. But patience is actually the ability to accept the situation for what it is. Now, as I already said earlier, we all know that like me, life is not always pretty. Life is not always sunshine and rainbows. It's not always wonderful. And if we try, if we start thinking that we're not doing life right just because things aren't going right, then we've lost the idea of what life is. We've set these expectations for ourselves that we're always supposed to feel good, that we're always supposed to be doing well, that we're always supposed to be growing, but that's not how it happens. See, the human psyche works off of a back and forth, right? Our human psyche, sometimes it wants order. And when we're striving for order and we're doing all the right things, our progression tends to go up. At a, at a, at a nice regular level. But there always comes a time when we begin to rebel at ourselves because the human psyche also needs a little bit of chaos to produce creativity. And so when you're going along and you're improving at something and get better at better, there's bound to come a point when you start rebelling against your own good habits. You start rebelling against the things that are good for you and you'll self-sabotage and have a bit of a drop-off until you learn a lesson, you figure it out or whatever it is, you get back on your habits and good routines and then you come back up again. And this is normal. This is completely normal in human development because we have part of the time, part of us strives for order and another part of the time, part of us strives for chaos. And it's important to be able to balance the two because if it's all order, there's not much room for creativity and wonderful realization. But if it's all chaos, it's also awful as well because we can't get ourselves ordered enough to grow in any individual aspect, right? But I think it's really important to understand this so that we can learn to have patience for this. So we can learn to accept these ups and downs for ourselves and accept that life
life is not always meant to feel perfect. It's not always meant to be perfect. When you can stop setting those expectations, then you can start looking at the negative things that happen in your life, the, the worst things that happen in your life, and realize that the only thing you can control about it is the input what you put into it. You cannot control what comes out of it. You cannot control the outcome. You can only control the input. And that makes it a lot easier to be patient with yourself and accept yourself and accept the situation. And once you're able to do that, it alleviates a lot of the bad feelings about the situation. And once a lot of those bad feelings are alleviated, you can see the situation for what it is. You'll be able to figure out that maybe there was something you didn't know and a lesson you need to learn, maybe that caused that situation. Maybe it was it was just a wake-up call that you need to move on to something different or move away from what you've been doing. Hello, Miss Rose. Hello, Mr. Mills. Glad to see you guys on here. And Miss Shirley, thank you for commenting, guys. If you have anything to add to what I'm saying, of course, you guys are... Very, very wise and amazing people. So make sure you go ahead and comment. We'll discuss anything you have to say. But what I'm talking about is patience. I'm talking about your ability to accept a situation for the way it is. Because if you always try to expect life is going to be pretty, the first time it's not pretty, you're going to be disappointed at not meeting your expectation. And you're going to double that sadness and double that frustration, right? from a, a situation that may already have been sad and frustrating. But by having those expectations, you double that down on yourself, right? You end up adding a disappointment level to it. So patience, being yourself, being able to accept yourself. That's one side of it. The other side of it, you know, when it comes to patience, is being able to accept, accept other people for who they are. A lot of the times when someone is, is mean to somebody or something along those lines, it's for one of a couple of reasons. One, they want to change that person for some reason. This mindset I never really understood. I never understood why you necessarily want to change a person. And on top of that, yelling, spitting, and being mean is exactly how you don't change a person, right? Um, we talk about this with parenting all the time. If you want to change somebody's behavior, like such as a child, yelling, threatening, that may be effective in short terms. It may be effective as long as the presence of the threat is still there, as in the person who gave the threat is still there and monitoring and they think it can be seen. But it doesn't actually change the behavior. What actually changes the behavior is when a person can change their own mind and think it was their own idea right, to change that behavior, that they decide that that behavior was not good behavior, and so they decide that it's better for them to have a different behavior from there on out. That's where real change comes from. But a lot of us, you know, we don't know how to handle that. We, we, we're we not in control of anyone else's brains. We're not in control of our kids' brains. They are. And so a lot of us have no idea really how to get a child or anyone else to come to their own conclusion. Right. And that's really the key to it. You're going to get people to come to their own conclusion. So another reason that people are often mean to other people, again, this all comes from not being able to accept other people. Maybe they can't accept that someone has a different opinion. Maybe they can't accept that someone has different character traits. Or maybe they can't accept, and this comes to my last one, that other people have the same character traits. It's been proven over and over in psychology for decades now that the things we tend to not like in other people, the things and actions and behaviors that we tend to see in other people that we don't like are the same actions and behaviors in ourselves that we tend to show. For some reason, we both are mean to things that are people that are different from us, 
but we also tend to be mean to people that are the same as us. It's a really quite, quite a little strange phenomenon, right? But it's true. Uh, we tend to get the most frustrated at character traits in people that are similar to our own character traits or get frustrated at character traits in people that we wish we could show in our lives but don't feel like that we can because based on our situation, based on whatever's going on, feel like we're locked in by life. When you feel like you're locked in by life, you feel like there's a loss of control. Now, I've been homeless before, so I know exactly what that feels like. There is a sense of a loss of control to the point that you will do, say, or believe just about anything to make it by. And that's the point where you've lost complete control of yourself. You lost any kind of control over yourself. You've lost patience with yourself. And it's totally understandable when you're in those survival situations, in my mind. But if you can learn to accept your situation, accept who you are, and let go of the expectation that it's all supposed to be wonderful and sunshine and rainbows, then you can find a lot of things to enjoy and a lot of happiness in between things. Let me explain. So when I was homeless, I lost a lot of that control, right? I was willing to do anything to survive. And there were a lot of times when I felt very, very desperate. But there are also a lot of times that I look back on extremely fondly because I didn't have any distractions in my way. I didn't have a smartphone. Actually, smartphones didn't even exist. I didn't have a TV. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a bed. I had certain responsibilities during certain times of the day. But in between that, that kind of lifestyle forced me to be able to just sit and be with myself and watch the river and watch the trees and feel the wind and things like that. And I began to understand what people mean about happiness being there whenever you want to look for it, when you can let go of everything else. When you have a moment where nothing is pressing on you, where you can feel like nothing is pressing on you, and you can just enjoy the feel of the breeze, the smell of the rain, what the water feels like on your feet in a river or a brook or something along those lines, then you that then you get that taste of happiness. You get that taste of joy. Now, if you could learn, it, it, and that's because you accept the situation, right? You accept that this is what I have right now. This is all I can do. There's nothing else I can do. And you accept that and you start to enjoy it because there's no distractions saying that, you, you, you don't have to accept that because you can go be on your phone. You don't have to accept sitting here doing this because you can go do this instead. When there's always those distractions that pull us away and we never stop to enjoy the experience, then we lose the ability to experience happiness altogether, right? And in order to get that back, you've got to eliminate the distractions, eliminate the anxieties, and eliminate this concept that you're always supposed to feel good. And feeling good is where happiness comes from. That's simply not true. Happiness comes from just experience, just experiencing the world. And so when you can accept someone being mean to you for them being mean to you, when you can accept a situation for whatever that situation is without having expectations of what that situation was supposed to be like, then even if it's a bad situation, you can enjoy aspects of it. You can enjoy part of the learning process. You can enjoy the lessons to be learned along the way, right? But it has to, it has to start with, with calmly the calm ability to accept, right? The calm ability to accept that that person right there that's yelling at me is mad, but I don't have to be mad. That that person right there has an opinion and they want to push it on me, but I don't have to worry about that. I don't, I don't, I don't have to get tied up in their emotions. I don't have to feel the way they feel. I don't have to fight against them. I don't have to argue against them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in, in the long run. When you get to that level of patience and that level of acceptance, it becomes much more easy to get to the core of what martial arts is about. It in the early days, you know, before it was more militarized, it was more about 
learning how to have enough confidence to not have to fight physically, to have enough sharpness and patience and confidence in themselves that they didn't feel the need to argue and fight and could instead de-escalate a situation or when forced to fight, fight just what they had to do to get away, right? Patience is a big, big part of that. Patience is a big part of happiness. Since we've been talking about happiness a lot, I thought it was important to bring this up. It's a lot easier to find happiness when you can accept things for the way they are instead of trying to constantly feel like you should have done something different or live in the past at what I could have done different. Once you accept it for what it is, it becomes much easier to lay groundwork for you accept it for what it is. Then you ask yourself one question. Do I like it like this? Do I not like it like this? If I like it like this, cool. I stay, I stay on, on with it, right? If I don't like it like this, okay, what can I do today to begin to change that? What can I do tomorrow to begin to change that? If I don't like this about myself, I don't like these situations keep happening to me. Then what's something I can do to change that? What's something I can change? in my actions and reactions to people. An easy way to, to understand just how difficult this is, because I know it all sounds very easy on the surface. One way to understand how difficult this is is to try to take a notebook and all throughout every day for two or three days, every time you start thinking something, write down what you thought, every single thought that you have, try to write it down, try to write down every single thought that you have during every bit of downtime, every bit of this, and you'll start to realize how noisy most people's brains are. I know mine is, is quite new, noisy. And what you need to understand is that noise is the mind. It's just the subconscious kind of kicking up these different thoughts that it thinks might be useful to us in the situation that we're in or in the situation that we're dealing with. But those thoughts are not us, right? That's just, that's just our brain as a tool kicking things forward that it thinks might be relevant to whatever is going on. The more attention we pay to that mind part of the brain, the more attention we pay to those thoughts that come up, then it becomes sometimes harder to accept because it's difficult. They're confusing. It's hard to justify them with each other. We begin to struggle with ourselves and fight with ourselves in our own mind. And once you realize just how much the brain does that, just how much noise and static there is, then you'll start to realize the beauty in being bored, the beauty in having a few minutes or an hour or two hours of going, well, this is what I'm doing. There are no distractions. And after a few minutes, the mind starts to quiet down. The static starts to quiet down and you begin to notice things. You begin to notice the clouds and what they look like. You begin to notice the birds around. You begin to notice what the birds are doing. You begin to notice the things around you. And in those things around you, you start to feel lighter. You start to feel more humorous. You start to feel like you, like you're carefree, right? Now, if you can take that, that emotion, that feeling and learn how to keep that same mindset under stress and under duress, man, you've got life made. You've got life made. And the first part of that is accepting that life is not always supposed to feel good. Once you can accept that, you can understand that life is also about things that don't feel good which means that things that don't feel good are also part of life, which means that if you want to enjoy life and you want to experience life and you want to live life, then you should already know that these things are going to come around and you should find a way to have a mindset of learning from it. And instead of get frustrated by it, instead of get upset by it, learn to accept that, oh man, this bad situation is happening. I can't control that it's happening or that it has happened. So what I can do is take steps to nullify that in the future. I can take steps to apologize and, 
and maybe that'll help me feel better. I can take steps to do those things, but it's not about running away from the negative emotions. It's just about not expecting yourself to always feel good because if you always expect yourself to feel good, then when those negative emotions come, you feel like a failure because you're not feeling as good as you think other people are supposed to, you're supposed to feel. You're not, if you're not feeling good, you don't think you're doing well. Somehow we've equated feeling good to being successful and that's just not the case. We already know that a ton of people who are successful don't feel good all the time. Don't feel great about themselves, right? Don't, not, not all of them have a lot of patience and things like that. If we can undo that, we can undo that equation that feeling good means you're successful. Then you stop feeling so bad for yourself when you feel bad and you start having patience with the situation and seeing it for what it is. Learn your lesson and move on and able to let it go a little bit easier and things along those lines. So patience is, in my opinion, one of the most important words of the week that we work on because so many people have the wrong idea of what it means. It does not mean just to wait. Patience is your ability to accept, to accept others for how they are, to accept yourself as how you are. Now, if you don't like yourself, right, you have a hard time accepting an aspect of yourself, then that is something you can work to change. It is difficult to change because our bodies and our brains are built out of automatic responses that we've gotten from all the experiences we've had since we were children. And so if there's something about us that we don't like, we have to change that habit. We have to change that automatic response. And the only way to do that is to first recognize the automatic response, recognize that that's what's causing us to be a person that we don't like or to have an aspect or a character trait about ourselves that we don't like, and then reminding ourselves to try to change that habit each and every time there's an opportunity to change that reaction. So if you have the reaction, if you have like say an angry reaction when your children get overexcited and you don't like that about yourself, you don't like that you have that angry reaction. Like I used to be that way. I'd have an angry reaction sometimes and need to walk away. Once you recognize that in yourself, you can work to change it so that every time you start to feel that angry reaction, you just stop yourself and say, no, I refuse to respond from a place of anger. I'll walk outside, let this anger dissipate. And while I'm outside, I'm going to think of a different way that I can respond to my children being excited. Like maybe I'll jump in and play with them. Maybe I redirect them to something else or something along those lines. And over time of doing that, you no longer will have to walk outside. As you start to feel the angry response, your brain will go, no, 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 that's not how we handle this anymore. And you'll have a different idea of how to handle it. And then across more time after that, you'll no longer even have the angry response well up. You will have effectively changed your reactance to that particular situation. But it all starts with patience and it all has to do with happiness. It's difficult to be happy if all you think is, I'll be happy when this happens, I'll be happy when this happens. Because then you're just setting these expectations on waiting for life to be beautiful. When is life? I mean, life is always beautiful. The thing is, is life has beauty and pain as well. Life has beauty and misery as well. And when you can learn to have patience with it and see the beauty in the good and the bad, then you're no longer chasing happiness. It's right there in front of you. So Miss Rose left a comment. Patience is what helps us have friends that believe different things and still be able to enjoy them as a human being. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And honestly, we should celebrate differences in each other. I mean, if the world was all the same place, we would all hate it. If everyone in the world was like us, if there were a thousand me's running around, I'd hate it. Mr. Mueller gave that speech last night on the floor. He said, if there were a thousand of me running around, I'd probably try to accept it and deal with it, but I'd probably be hiding the whole time. Exactly. You know why? Because we wouldn't be able to handle being around ourselves. We already know it's a normal psychological thing, especially in boys, to get angry or frustrated or even bully people who display similar physical or similar uh, reactive traits, right? Similar 
response traits than what we have. We tend to respond angrily towards it, and even if we don't see in ourselves that we tend to do that. For example, if you tend to get really angry when somebody cuts you off, man, I hate to say it, but eight times out of ten, you're probably very guilty of cutting people off on the regular too. Just as an example, right? This, this has been long, long proven in psychology across decades, right? So it's something that I try to keep in mind when I feel myself getting frustrated at somebody about something before I open my, my mouth to them. I ask myself, is this something that I have a tendency to do? And I go a couple of days looking for it and seeing if I had a tendency to do that as well. And it, it's shocking how many times you do. You just don't realize it because it's an automated response. Not always pretty and thought the video was about me. No, I said it was about me. Like, Life like me is not always pretty and expecting it to always be pretty or thinking that the the measurement of success is for your life to be pretty is setting yourself up for failure. It's it's setting an expectation that's going to lead to a whole lot of disappointment. If you can learn to enjoy the, the, the beauty and the awesome things as well as the beauty and the bad things and the lessons to be learned and the mistakes, that's where you really got it made. But it takes a lot of patience to be able to to accept that. So the point is, if you're always expecting that you're only successful if your life is pretty, if everything's working well, if everything's going well, and that's your measure of success, then you're almost never going to feel successful, right? You're almost never going to feel successful. That's that's ridiculous. Success comes from a constant striving of more and more problems being solved and more and more things to do. So it can't happen. But if you can learn to accept the problems as lessons to be learned, things to be done, parts of life to be enjoyed, well, then you're able to find happiness in the things that you're doing. And that goes a lot farther than trying to chase happiness in the next thing, which sets us expectations that are probably not going to be met anyway, right? So that's all I meant. You know, happiness or life is not all sunshine and rainbows. And expecting it to be is what probably robs more people of happiness than just about anything else. Life also includes pain. It also includes struggle. It's all part of the experience. But if we expect that we should never have to experience pain or never have to experience struggle, then we get this expectation that when we do experience pain or struggle that we're failing. And it just compounds onto the negative feelings that may be associated with that. And that's that's no good. That's no good. It's no bueno. It doesn't, doesn't do anybody any good in any reason. And like I say, it all starts with patience and your ability to accept. All right. So I've probably said more than I needed to say about patience on here today. I appreciate everyone that came on. Thank you, Mr. Howard, Mr. Atkins, Ms. Rose. Um, if you feel everything in your life is perfect and there's a real possibility of being dishonest with oneself. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Or are you really living life at that point? You know, is what I would ask if, if everything feels perfect. The thing is, is I've had days where it felt like I had everything I wanted. Was I any happier? No. I've had days when it felt like my life was falling apart. I definitely wasn't happier then. But what I've realized over time is that happiness comes in those moments when we're just in the moment and we're just enjoying it. Happiness comes in boredom when we when we don't have those distractions pulling us away because we think each one of the distractions is going to make us happier. And, you know, in a lot of those cases where we are we are confusing happiness with our existence in life, with happiness at our uh achievements right so think like video games for example like you know people get happy when they play a video game beat a video game what they're really happy about is the achievement and when you're happy about that achievement that's great for a moment then it's gone right 
But if you can learn to be happy watching the rain, if you can learn to be happy watching a tree blow in the wind, you can learn to be happy feeling the breeze. You can learn to be happy when someone's yelling at you. You can learn because, you know, their opinion doesn't have to change who you are. If you can learn to be happy when there's a stressful situation and look at it as an exciting opportunity to learn a new lesson that could take you farther in life, then you'll get it. It's like I started this video with talking about order and chaos. The brain is not meant to have one or the other. Too much order leaves not enough room for creativity and we get too stuck in our ways to actually learn and grow. Too much chaos and we're not making any actual progress in the right direction, right? So we have to go through these cycles. And if you can learn to control that cycle of order and chaos, right? Order is when we're doing all the right things. We have all the right habits. We're eating right. We're exercising right. We're doing the right things to accelerate our career, our business, our job, whatever it is, our family. And, you know, our growth trajectory is going kind of upward at a nice even line. Well, it can't last that way forever. Eventually, we'll rebel against our own things. We'll tell ourselves, well, I'm going to get myself this little treat because I've been doing good. We'll tell ourselves, oh, I'm going to skip working out today because it's such a nice day outside. We'll tell ourselves something, and, and it's okay. That's that's part of being human. And you rebel against those habits for a day or two, and it starts a chaotic period. And sometimes you drop off during the chaotic period. But in those drop-offs is where some of the most creative ideas come from and where some of the decisions to use your discipline the most come from. So without those, then order has no direction without chaos. But, you know, chaos without, or excuse me, chaos without order has no direction and order without chaos has no direction, right? So this is where we talk about anytime you're trying to do something, it'll be up and down. It'll be up and down. The goal is to make the general tra trajectory in the upward direction, but there's going to be crashes. There's going to be stuff like that. And in those crashes, you have the biggest breakthroughs, the most creativity, right? There's a lot of good things that come from that, but your good habits fall off. In the upward times, your habits are on point and everything's going well. But like I said, you can control what you put into a situation, but you cannot control the outcome of that situation. So if you put your best into something and something about it did not turn out well, beating yourself up about it and making yourself feel bad and unhappy about it is going to make you want to quit. It's going to demotivate you. Instead, when something bad happens or a mistake happens, that's when you go, oh, I thought I had it all figured out. Guess I don't. Here's a little chink in the armor here. What can we do moving forward to remove that chink in the armor, to repair the armor and keep moving forward? When you can see it that way, looking that way, instead of looking backwards at it and beating yourself up, you're going to be a lot happier in the trying times. Now, I know people on here, oh, it's easy to say than do. I do know that. I've been homeless. I do completely understand. But it was being homeless to help teach me these lessons, right? It was being homeless and not being able to afford having distractions around me like TV and video games and stuff like that that taught me these lessons. So it's in the worst times in your life that you can grow the most is my point. So until I see you guys again, be the best teammate you can be. Be the best at being you. Teammate Radio is brought to you by Peaceful Warriors and Teammate Children's Stories, available on Amazon. We are Peaceful Warriors!